Ez, you're going to be the, the main guy who's worried about his abs. And okay. Chris, you're going to be the sassy friend. Which sassy friend? Uh, the sassy black friend. Mercedes. 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 Okay. Yeah. I don't know if friend is the right word. You're going to be the you sassy. You take down a lot of names, did you? No. <laughs> good morning, meetsuits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This week, for episode number 112. That's right, we have now done as many episodes as the number of pounds in a British long wait. Don't confuse that with a short wait. Uh, speaking of opaque and ridiculous things that you'd think wouldn't exist in the modern age, this week we're talking about Glee, the Fox TV show, not the feeling of happiness. That would be different. This week's episode, of course, is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial of the Book of Month subscription club. You get a free audiobook. That's right, one audiobook for free of anything you choose from their stuff. And you keep, get to keep that book and the support of our show, even if you cancel before they charge you anything. What a great deal. But if you are really interested in supporting us and that's not your thing, you can also support us by choosing a topic for us to review. If you go to read-weep.com slash sponsor, for under $30, you can force us to read or watch anything. You can choose your own episode adventure. Uh, you can pick the guest and suggest a segment, whatever you want, and then pick the topic, and we will review that for you on the air. Some restrictions may apply. May cause dizziness. Got All right, uh, so I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone, just like the Mormon church. I'm wearing a tie and begging for followers. Uh, and also, I have a very special panel with me today. First up, he's a triple threat, singer, dancer, self-conscious jock in Northern California. It's Ezra Fox. I don't know how I'm different from Chris Klein from American Pie. I think I'm the same person. <laughs> I don't remember American Pie well enough. He was a jock who went to choir Jazz to choir. get chicks. Oh. It's fair. Did he fall deeply in love with a girl and then break up with her at some point when I wasn't watching and then get back together with her when I was not watching? I think that might have happened. It depends on how many times he fell asleep in American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then also joining us today, as usual, uh, he hopes that there are open auditions for the lead role in West Side Story because he is feeling so pretty today in studio this week. It's Chris Smith. I don't need to be smart. I'm beautiful. And it is criminal that I do not get more songs in this show. But at least you're not that... Uh, the fat white girl, because she got fired. She did. I miss Zyces so much. <laughs> really? Really? I love Zyces. I liked her, too. <laughs> At least in the three episodes that we watched, or in the two episodes that we watched, she had one line. She was, like, in the background, and then she, like, faded to the front and was like, you know, guys, he's right. And faded <laughs> back again. <laughs> okay, but in, like, the in the episodes where she had something to do, she was pretty fun. Yeah. I have this dream script where her... And Melissa McCarthy are mother and daughter, and they go on a road trip. It will make me millions. <laughs> or it'll make you a fanfic writer on the internet. Aren't those the same nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All you have to do is just get, get, make it on the internet, and you can make it anywhere. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> All right, so you just heard her voice. She is uh, joining us for the first time today. She's going to make it in New York because she wants it which no one else who wanted to go to Broadway has ever thought to try before. That's <laughs> her little secret. Uh, in Brooklyn, it's Amy Kessler. Like Barbra Streisand, I will never get a nose job, but I will gladly wear progressively sluttier outfits in order to get higher ratings. She's got gigantic <laughs> lips. She has like, And not like plump, but like extending far into the ether. <laughs> Alex is making odd hand motions. <laughs> like, it's, like he has octopus for a face. <laughs> 
That's what she's like. She's octopus it's, face. It's still two lips. It's, she's not like Davy Jones from from Pirates that's of the Caribbean. Exact, that's who she looks like. She looks like Davy Jones with all the octopus mouth. Didn't, didn't he have like a beak or something? Isn't that how octopuses eat? Like with a beak under all their tentacles? I think they eat through their butt, though. No? What? Yeah. Wait, octopus the, geometry, the geometry of what an octopus mouth and what an octopus butt is is a little bit different than what it is on a person. Still, Ezra, where did you get this information? <laughs> well, no. I'm just saying, like, they don't have a beak, like, under the tentacles, I don't think. I think they just have, like, the hole, and that's kind of like a butt, if you ask me. <laughs> Story checks out, guys. So this is not, like... They eat through the orifice that is also their butt. It's just like, to you, their mouths look like a butt. That was what you were getting at? It's butt-like situated. Also, there are some <laughs> animals that only have, like, you know, like, one hole. Name one. Sea cucumbers. I don't know. I mean, they're underwater. If they have more than one hole, wouldn't they sink? Like, they would fill up with water. <laughs> starfish. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Guys, not. Starfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Starfish. Yeah, but then it secretes. Doesn't don't starfish like throw their own stomach outside their bodies so that they can? Anyway, it's a cucumber. It's a cucumber. Wow. Holy crap! Are, have you guys ever seen what animals on Earth are like? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move along. All right, I think it's I think it's time that we talk about Glee, right? Now that we've covered, uh, yeah, we've covered all of that. Yeah, good. All right. Well, Absolutely. as always, we like to have Chris summarize because of his uh, Adonis-like physique and his uh, <laughs> and his wonderful haircut. It's nice having you in studio, Chris. <laughs> so you can just look at me now. Yeah, I can describe you physically instead of just how you sound over the radio. Great. Um, anyway, so because of those traits, you are a resident summarizer. So please su- summarize this in the style of somebody uh, breaking the fourth wall between the songs in a musical. Okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that that number you just heard was a Glee song. It's a show called Glee. It's about a Glee club, and that is a show choir song. So you saw some singing, and you saw some dancing, you saw some costumes, and you saw some kids with some oversized dreams. Now, Glee is a show on Fox, and it's led by Will Schuster, uh, who is the well-meaning Spanish teacher who tries to teach lessons, and sometimes they work out. Uh, the other star is Rachel Berry. Uh, she's uh, played by Leah Michelle. She's talented. Small, very who, annoying. And who weird. also played Octopus Face on uh, Pirate Movie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you got Finn, the quarterback, with music in his heart. You got Mercedes, the slassy black girl. You got Quinn, the queen bitch cheerleader. Santana, the closeted lesbian cheerleader. Brittany, the dumb cheerleader. Kurt Hummel, the fabulous gay fashion plate. Mike Chang, the quiet Asian guy who dances really well. Tina, the goth, goth Asian chick. Artie, the wheelchair kid with uh, love in his heart. Uh, Puckerman, the rebel with a mohawk and a guitar. Zizi's the fat girl. Sam, the blonde homeless kid with killer abs, and he's not in season three. Neither is Zizi. How are his lips not bigger than... uh, I I seriously think... Yeah, Trouty Mouth. Trouty Mouth. He's Trouty Mouth. (laughs) But anyway, the real dramatic tension, besides all the little relationships, is there's the villain, Sue Sylvester, the betrack-suited cheerleading coach (laughs) who really has it out for Will Schuster, the teacher, and the Glee Club in general, because their songs and dances and everything else are taking the budget away from the national champion Cheerios cheerleading squad. So, you got a lot of kids, a lot of singing, a lot of dancing. Uh, They sing cover songs for the most part. And uh, we're now in season three, where there's something about purple pianos and acceptance. (laughs) The plot really isn't important. He says, son, can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes. But it's sad and it's sweet and I when I wore a younger man's clothes 
All right, I think we've uh, I think we've earned it. It's time for the compliments. We like to start and end usually the show with a compliment sandwich so that it feels like fair and legitimate criticism, as certified by the Costa Rican Board of Fair and Legitimate Criticism. Uh, so, uh, Amy, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. So, which do you prefer? I clearly have a lot to get off my chest, so I will go first. Go for it. I have always appreciated this show for perpetuating two of the great untrue stereotypes about theater. Uh, one being that uh, any straight dudes who join theater will automatically get lots of tail from hot geeky chicks. Uh, mm. The other one being that gay men only sing songs intended for women. <laughs> and I feel that even though both of these are a lie, it ultimately gets more young kids to try the theater. So really, they're doing a public service. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally why I got into theater, by the way. The first <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, uh, so you're suggesting that that's not true, though, that if you do theater, you don't automatically get geeky hot chicks? No, that is not true, because anybody who, who has actually done high school theater will tell you that you are so utterly terrified by having to do things like share changing rooms and perform in front of people that you become a giant, massive swell of zits and anxiety, and no one will ever find you attractive again, so... I don't know. You can keep talking like that for a while. <laughs> Say that slower. Yeah. Gross, but that's the dude. thing. This isn't Gross. necessarily musical theater. It's show choir. No, it's musical theater. That is a lie. Like they are. That is one of fundamental lies about one of uh, numerous fundamental lies about this show. Yes. Ezra, you're going to be second in the compliment. Major compliment. <laughs> Go for it. A compliment's probably going to be to Brittany, who is just fantastic. Um, Brittany S. Uh, is fantastic. Brittany S. Pierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, um, the the stupid cheerleader is by far my favorite character. Huh. In part because my my like love of stupid characters. Oh, uh, okay. For the one. series, she says things like, did you know that sharks are just gay dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> did you know a ballad? I think it was switching around. Oh, yeah, sorry. Dolphins are just gay sharks. <laughs> dolphins. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And just yeah, my favorite thing about Britney is that she plays a really dumb character, but she was like a professional backup dancer on Beyonce's tour and like is totally excellent at that. So when you watch especially early episodes, she'll go dumb 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 and then just snap into performance mode and then she's doing everything more crisply than all the other professional uh, dancers <laughs> that they hire. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, I love how little Alex cares this, about Yeah, that. Alex cannot be bothered to carry for the smallest bit. This compliment this is sandwich is too complimenty. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll go on to my compliment. Yeah, please. Uh, Kurt Hummel, the, the gay character. Oh. He Not only is he wonderful, I just play the game, what is Kurt wearing? At one point, he's wearing... Some kind of peacoat bib. It's like either the front of a jacket <laughs> or like a front of a sweater, but it's mostly that. And he'll just wear like, you know, chainmail scarves and, you know, weird ties and things to high school that, yeah, no, you can tell why he's getting bullied. That's that's what that is. In, in, in the Midwest, <laughs> in Lima, that. Ohio. Yeah. All right. Here's my compliment. My compliment is to my girlfriend um, <laughs> who... Really, Good one. Really liked this show uh, when she was shown the first few episodes. And so when I told her I had to watch it, she was really, really excited. And then I was watching the, I guess it was the finale of season two yeah. when they went to New York. And she got so angry that she offered me a cookie if I would turn it off. <laughs> and then I was like, but I have to watch this for the show and another one. And she was like, fine, then you'll have to watch me eat this cookie in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did she? And she did. Yeah. But, she wow. ate the shit out of it. Yeah, so here's the thing. Megan is very funny. <laughs> well, yes. 
good compliment. <laughs> but um, as far as background, you know, the trajectory of this show, I mean, it started out kind of scrappy and, and really quite good. And then they started making a lot of money off their iTunes singles. Yeah. And uh. they started cramming more songs into shows in season two and having theme episodes so they could have more theme songs to sell on iTunes. Mm. And then they started writing their own songs so they wouldn't have to pay licensing rights on the songs they sell on iTunes. I know. Original music in what is essentially karaoke the show has never stopped bothering me. Yeah. (laughs) And and so, actually, season two was very uneven and hit or miss. We watched probably the worst episodes in season two. Yeah, I guess we should say what what we haven't mentioned yet what episodes those of us who don't like the show watched. Uh, I had to watch the... Halloween episode of season two. The Rocky Horror one. The, yeah. With Rocky Horror. And then the finale of season two. And then, of course, the season three pilot. Wherein, as far as I can tell, they fired the entire writing staff of season two. Because season three starts out way better. Yeah. If they're going back to their roots. That's basically like the pilot redux. <laughs> the sec- the pilot of season three was so much better written than the end of season two. Which was just atrocious. It, no, it made no sense. We should get into actual hates, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's time for that. Uh, our anchor segment here, the main segment is the hate game. Today we're going to be playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Mmm. Nice. <laughs> Just ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I'm gonna Go do start. down and B and have a really fast hate. You're gonna tuck and roll and collect a bunch of coins. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be Good. tails because I'm useless at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, also, thank you to Bill Spansky for coming up with that game. Okay, so in any order, hates that you have for it. I hate New York stuff. What? I hate the way New York was portrayed in the show. Yeah. Oh, there, okay. The hotel room is huge. There's never anybody on the street. All of the doors to all of the main Broadway theaters are just unlocked. And populated by really wise ushers who have nothing better to do than encourage people's dreams. Like, I hang around all day I'm... so I can vacuum and tell you not to give up on life. Like, <laughs> Somehow there's still like a spotlight that follows the guy. All of the lights like, are on. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a spotlight tracking him. I was like, wow. They That's... just will track anyone. I have. I'm... I also have a Rocky Horror hate. That's yeah, a, go a, for it. It's a small one. My main thing is, how on network television is it okay to say transvestite, but not transsexual? How does that make any sense? Like, well, you because, ruin all because, of his songs. Because the FCC won't let me be, won't let me be me. <laughs> so let me oh. see. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the issue is just that Transylvania got way more uh, sensational and less transsexual in the intervening years. I That's think it why was... they had <laughs> You know what it is? It, it also could be just the reinterpretation. They're trying to gender it a little bit more because there's. But a they're lady. still saying that this beautiful black woman is a transvestite. They have to go all the way with that. You okay, know? it's it's just that uh, it's that a, a lot of states recently have been disallowing transsexuals to be used, especially transsexual oils, in deep frying because it's so bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> True. I got really worried when you said transsexual oils. I'm like, this is taking a turn. I'm not prepared for. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of major cities have outlawed transsexual transsexual oils. fats. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they use it in food because it's more shelf stable. Whereas transsexual <laughs> is just you know, it's just fun. <laughs> okay. I okay. I hate in the Rocky Horror episode that he says I need to work on the song for my for this show that I'm gonna be in when the the teacher decides he's gonna be in the song in the show. To try to seduce the uh, the monk lady, and he's like, uh, <laughs> did not take any time to learn any names, did you, Alex? <laughs> she has uh, she has the disease the monk has, right? So monk lady. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant like religious monk. That no, 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 no. She was 
I thought no, maybe she... she could guest starred on the show with Tony Shalhoub. I thought maybe you were setting it up for a singing nun joke. <laughs> no, so she... Here's the thing. He's like, I need to practice my song for the show. Could you help me? And then he's like, the song he needs to practice is to touch me, which is entirely sung by her while she's stripping. Yeah. Yes. So he's like, okay, I need to practice this song that you sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Other hates. Uh, other hates for this episode, or maybe do, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the end of season two, the Nationals episode, and how little sense that made. So they make it to Nationals, and it's in New York, and they can't shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At one point, there's like they're performing a song on top of a fountain. Artie was there. How did the, the wheelchair like guy get on the fountain? Up. How did he get up the fountain? Like, did they I'm, stop the I'm song? Sure they, they, it only takes a guy on either side to lift him up, you know? Yeah, they've shown that before yeah. on the show. There's precedence. Yeah. Of him okay. flying onto fountains? No, of no. him being lifted into strange and precarious places by his fellow teammates. Gina. I don't know. I gotta say, I think, I think he, of course, I don't know his name either, but he is Artie. one of my favorite. <laughs> All right. We'll call him, we'll call him Wheels. So Wheels is a... Coach Sylvester calls him Wheels. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, it wasn't actually. It was good. He's probably one of my favorite characters because every time they show him dancing, he has to dance really enthusiastically with his hands. Yeah. And, and he, like, turns a little bit and he turns a little bit. He's so inconvenient to have there and has a good attitude about it. He has a really good attitude about that. And, yeah. But other than that, that song about New York, that it apparently is a Madonna song, I read in some what? recap. No, it's from... It, it's, it's a mashup. Oh, it's a mashup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's half Madonna and half the other one. It's half one of the seminal New York songs from the musical Our Town. Get it together, guys. Okay. I mean, really? from the musical On the Town. Our Town is a very depressing I was, play. Yeah, our Town is not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a musical at all. I've never seen the musical adaptation that's like, My wife is dead. <laughs> oh, spoiler, spoiler alert, by the way. Sorry. God. <laughs> I know. I'm supposed to be the theater major here. Sorry, y'all. All right. Here's another thing, though. What's the, what, the whole, what the whole is going on with Nationals? There's like... <laughs> They have to write three original songs, but can't do it before they get to New York? No, 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 no. N- nobody has to sing original songs. They decide to do original songs. They decide and, they're stupid. And they, they were going to write more songs, but they procrastinated with drama in the previous, like, two episodes leading up to this. So they, yeah. they had a plane ride, though. I mean, like, I, know. I feel like they're... Yeah, like... it's not... They're, they're not very smart. The whole point of, original, oh. of the original songs just makes... It, it makes me so angry, like... In this in this same episode, they actually have a really good moment where they do the whole wicked thing, and I enjoyed that being the sparkly show tunes person I am. But and then they um, automatically are like, "Well, that was terrible. We clearly need to write our own music because the great Broadway standards are not good enough for us." <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like, if you're okay, they should be very happy they came in twelfth place because like they wrote and rehearsed that song the day of the competition. <laughs> I know that's the other thing about Glee. Like they can magically learn all of these numbers within like an hour, you know, with professional choreography and perfect and perfect outfits. And I mean, I didn't much. I mean, I've seen I've seen what I saw the pilot and then these three episodes. And the pilot I didn't care for uh, because it seemed overwrought. And then these two are just awful. And then the la- the the premiere of season three feels like just we're gonna do the same shit over again so even if it's better written i just don't like i don't care to see all of this plus that purple piano thing doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah so the the first episode of the new season they decide to they need to recruit new members because like a couple people are gone and you have to have a minimum of 12 people in a show choir to be allowed to compete and so the teacher puts these purple pianos all around school and the idea is whenever a glee kid sees a purple piano they're supposed to do some kind of song but why are the pianos purple 
because and how can you just make these appear anywhere in the school they're pretty big they're heavy also also the goal is like that they this is recruitment technique because the other people in the school who are secretly broadway stars but didn't know that they have that music in them we'll just hear it becoming how many people by high school level are like i've never tried singing before but i am a triple threat straight dudes <laughs> no <laughs> here's the thing straight about dudes have showers yeah <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna hear you playing on a purple piano and be like oh i'm recruited i've gotta go maybe your piano just wasn't purple enough also aren't they- <laughs> one of those was lavender <laughs> that one didn't That's persuade bad. me at all that one didn't make it all right <laughs> also how annoyed must this school be with these asshole kids that they're walking around just belting out tunes whenever they feel like it. Like, as soon as you see that guy with his matching unplugged amps start rolling it out into the quad, you're like, shit, I can't eat lunch here now. I don't want to hear <laughs> I some... I think it would be fun. God, I wouldn't. Or they were, like, they were like dancing in the cafeteria scene. They were like, they were like, all right, well, I guess we have to do this song. One, two, three. And then they jump up on tables in front of people who are to eating their lunch. Go-go's we've... They do legitimately show that everybody else in that cate- cafeteria is like, God damn it, Lee. Like, but it would be we, all the time. They do. And they have good reason. They have good reason to hate them. Absolutely. Yeah, and then yes. they started throwing food at them. Yeah, yeah, you've got the beat. I'm sure you've got the beat. Fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that, that Go-Go song does get repetitive towards the end. I mean, we, we understand the whole beat and who has it. <laughs> right. We don't need the next. And it's not like the other clubs are going around doing this. It's not like the debate club has, like, purple podiums set up podiums everywhere and if you see it you have to debate whoever's walking by yeah, or the swim team has tiny purple kitty pools <laughs> they have to swim laps <laughs> guys the pool is in the cafeteria you, ah shit <laughs> the golf team starts swinging clubs. yeah it'd be like there's just a purple green that is set up somewhere in the hallway yeah. and they've got a chip and putt is it just a purple then yeah. <laughs> purple is the color of recruitment I guess clearly yeah yeah i like the idea of speech debate where you're like you uh are you for or against the death penalty and then you just have to start explaining why <laughs> yeah why i'm they're... walking to class leave me alone like all right you're against it here's why i'm for it the recidivism <laughs> rate is too high yeah recidivism the yeah. high school debate word that is a debate word they actually use that word quite frequently in Glee in the episode where they where Eve is the runs the Glee club at the girls halfway house. By that they use it once. At least twice. Really? That's more than you would think it would be used on Glee though. Yeah, it's not it's not a word that people care about, so that is kind of a Yeah, but when you're running a juvie, you know. Yeah. yeah. But do people return to using recidivism afterwards? Like after <laughs> no. I think, I think once you use it you're you're so annoyed that you don't do it again. Yeah. It's like one really? of those achievement things in like video games. Once you have it, you have it for life. You don't need to do it again. Yeah, or until your account gets hacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. And all your gold gets taken. <laughs> <laughs> My recidivism bad. <laughs> now I have to go do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start out doing like spelling three-letter words in the forest over and over again to work my way up. <laughs> Spelling Bee, the RPG. Um. (laughs) I put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. Do, do, do.
This ad was required but not approved by Audible. Brought to you by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. I'm a social outcast. I'm a social outcast with quirks. I'm self-absorbed, Samoan, and on crutches. I'm a cheerleader, but I got pregnant. Now my hair is purple. Wait, what? I'm the teacher. Welcome to Tap Dance Club. I'm a football player, but I love Tap Dance Club. Tap, tap, tap. The magic. Tap isn't about making noises. It's about feeling something in your heart. I tried that already. Nothing happened. Okay, then. It's about making noises. The drama. I can't tap. I'm on crutches. I sold your crutches and bought you tap shoes. How are you a teacher here? I bribed the principal with cheap crutches. These were priced at below market value. Good work, Mr. Sockster. The Audible ads. Mr. Sockster, we signed up for free trials of audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep and got a free audiobook. Now my hair looks better. We just placed in regionals. I thought we were at sectionals. We won that too. Nobody cares about tap. The Onion AV Club calls tap audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weeps most shameless plug yet. Tim Goodman of the San Francisco Chronicle says, only slightly less believable than Glee. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weeps. Single now available on iTunes. Just a small town girl. So here's what I, here's what I want to I want to talk to you guys about that I guess concerns me uh, is uh, and I don't have a game name for this I just want to ask you guys about it but like this this show is about acceptance right that's like sort of the theme that they end up hanging on to and repeating over and over it's again it's a major theme yeah that and purple yeah all right I guess I just want to know like how many kids who were really who really hated high school and thought high school was brutal want to watch a show in which kids are brutalized in high school wouldn't you want to move on past that at this point i don't know well uh i can't speak for people who were brutalized in high school um <laughs> i guess i overdid that yeah, a little bit uh, yeah <laughs> but i actually and especially in the first season or so um i really enjoyed that it was kind of unflinchingly neutral on high school and like you know just like things <laughs> were dark at times and yeah. you know like people were mean and and it was not a fun place and what did you just laugh at Ezra? I like just the phrase unflinchingly neutral. <laughs> uh, I very <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there's you know like on one hand there's what Saved by the Bell where high school is a playground and then there's like you know Daria where high school is everything is terrible. And Glee had, you know, some of the dark, some of the light. In my opinion, though, I do think that the whole, oh, everybody hates the Glee Club, that got really played out in the last season. Because, I mean, a team that makes it to nationals or wins at anything in any school is automatically going to be fairly celebrated. Also, I mean, even if you just look at the other kids, like, wandering in the halls in the background, everyone in Glee Club is really hot and can clearly buy beer already. So the idea that it's not <laughs> popular just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, but yeah. the hockey team has mullets, so... No, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you, though, Amy, because, like, at the very least, they're band kids who show up whenever the Glee Club wants them. How yes, are they, they have not, to, like, you know, they're sitting them? in the corner with their trumpet, just waiting for some kid to lip-sync show tunes. They live in the magical, accompanist netherworld that is a problem in a lot of musical theater. Music starts magically coming from nowhere, and in my mind, I just start imagining all these poor, talented people trapped in, like, 
this limbo that they only get to escape from when somebody wants to sing. It's really sad. Oh, no, this great, like, orchestral-like gulags. Like, uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or they're just sitting around playing cards for cigarettes until a portal opens up and they, they have to play some Sondheim. And you know there's, like, and you know there's, like, one really sad piccolo player that never gets to come out? Almost, or, yeah. Like... like, every once in a while there's, like, a fife and drum corps that they need for, like, 1776. Yeah. But other than that, he has to stay there. Yeah, yeah you know what? I was that sad piccolo player. Yeah, you were that sad piccolo <laughs> You were a happy piccolo player. Oh, Even in a gulag, true. you would have a good attitude. <laughs> it's true. In the season two finale, when Puck starts pl- magically knowing how to play an accordion, you know there's some accordion player being like, damn it, it was my one shot. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get out of this gulag. I gulag, had dreams. I really wanted gulag it. Gulag forever. <laughs> I was going to make it. My, <laughs> my two favorite phrases today are unflinchingly neutral and orchestral gulag. <laughs> Glad I can make you happy. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> Recidivism returned. <laughs> all right, so uh, uh, another question about the high school nature of all of this. I have never seen a show that in any way reminds me of what high school actually felt like. And this continues that trend. Like everything is yeah. just gigantic and there's so much space in all of the hallways. And the teachers uh-huh. are always humping instead of just being sad and reti- <laughs> and then like quitting to go sell real estate. I, I don't understand how anybody... Alex, Alex, are you suggesting that sad teachers can't also hump? Because that's possible. Sad humping is the most common humping. <laughs> if we had a pie chart right now, it would be like a big slice. If like, it was, if we had a, really at least bad. half. If we had a Venn diagram of sadness and humping, there you're saying there's a part that would overlap. <laughs> Absolutely. A very big part. Yeah, a significant yeah. part. I don't know. I, I'm because not. Because not only when you're sad. The one thing that will definitely make you feel better is humping. But also, you're more inclined to be like, well, I don't really want to talk to you, and I'm not really worthy of anybody else. We might as well hump. Like, And you told sad. me that you're 18, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, there was that kind of humping in my high school, but not much, not teacher to teacher. Ew. Ew. Oh. This is what I'm saying. This is what high school is actually like. It's not good. But that is sad, though, is it not? It is a little sad, for, at least for one of them. I guess what I'm saying is I don't. I believe that humping and sadness have overlap in their Venn diagram. I just don't believe that if we add the third circle of teacher, that it overlaps the humping sadness part. Or in well, fact, I don't understand a, a teacher's sadness more than another teacher. They, it's like a support group, really. Huh. Plus, you get vacation time at the same time. I guess I wasn't accurately monitoring my teacher's behavior outside of school. They just seemed like they weren't humping, because yeah. otherwise they would have been happier. Isn't it always weird when you can see a teacher outside of school? I it's like vampires. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's like <laughs> In you, what you way is that like vampires, Ezra? You're nuts. You I don't think my parents are teachers, and I don't like a lot of the stereotypes flying around in here. Just gotta say. My parents are also teachers, <laughs> and I think they're hilarious. My mom's a teacher, and she fits into all of these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mom was a teacher. Yeah. Wow. But, Amy, your, your parents were both teachers? My parents are both teachers, and they met while they were working at the same school. Yes. <laughs> were they sad? Very. There you go. And then I Alex, came along. Point. And everything- yeah, I guess I win that one. I would also like to point out that although my mom was a teacher, uh, she was never uh, sleeping with Cheerios. I didn't Except mean to that one time that that when part. she was having a snack before bed. <laughs> yes. <then she> slept. <laughs> slept with a whole box was- of like, Trader Joe's. <laughs> O's or something. Chris, that was a reverse innuendo. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Disinuendo. I'm making the world a safer... An out-uendo? Is that another achievement match? Yeah. <laughs> out-uendo. Bling, bling, bling. Out-uendo.
All right, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. This is the last nice thing you ever have to say about Glee, or in Amy's case, you can go back to doing that whenever you feel like it. But no more on this show. <laughs> so, in uh, for the minor compliment, we go in reverse order, which means that I have to go first. Okay, so there's a Unitarian chimp wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's now it's on the news. I'm listening. Yeah, so the I I don't like when shows that aren't funny try to be funny, and. I felt like that was what was happening when the newscaster was like, the zoo had their first Unitarian chimp wedding today. I was angry about that joke because it doesn't make any sense and it's not like coming from a real believable place, and which takes me out of the moment of the show. But then they showed the picture of the chimps in wedding costume and I softened. <laughs> you like <laughs> It was really cute. It was, it was two chimps that were clearly getting married. Yeah, the first Unitarian <laughs> wedding, chimp wedding in this town in more than six years. <laughs> Did that picture help uh, help reverse your position on uh, chimp weddings? Like, are you like now gonna like vote yes on I've, the chimp wedding? Yeah, I'm a big. I I, I think chimps deserve marriage as much as anybody else. I just don't want them to be able to fight in the military. <laughs> we saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That shit's dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Don't ask, don't chimp, because they will. <laughs> How could you <laughs> even have? Why would you have to ask though, if someone was a chimp or not? Like, <laughs> Could be a particularly swarthy man. It could be a man-like chimp. I he's got know. a lot of hair, or he's a he's a chimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like afraid of like coming out as a chimp. Like we kind of we kind of knew already, guys. You're, yeah. Kind of yeah. very obviously. Corporal Bobo. Guys, hold on a second. Corporal Bobo has something to say. <laughs> Come on, we already knew. We've all known all along. We love you anyway. I'm just afraid to turn my back to you during war, because you'll because you'll pick lice out of my hair. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> That's right. you know what? That's just prejudice. They just because you have lice in your hair doesn't mean everyone chip, every chimp wants to pick you. That's true. Like it doesn't work that way. I know. I just they have other just the idea of two chimps kissing oogs me out. That's all. It's just two. Oh, but but what? Two gorillas kissing's okay. What's up with that? Well, it's kind of sexy. You film that. You are apist, my friend. <laughs> I don't like apist. That sounds like rapist too closely. <laughs> I'm definitely not an apist. I'm really glad I chose to sit this one out, guys. You just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, you you want to tag any timing? No problem. <laughs> All right, Chris. Your compliment time. See if Amy wants to participate in this one. Oh, yeah. Mine is also about that new show because uh, it follows it up with Sue's Corner, which mm-hmm. is uh, Sue Sylvester, the cheerleading coach's, coach's segment, where she's just kind of terrible but kind of hilarious about Mm -hmm. and so she has this thing about halloween uh that i really liked which was you know halloween isn't about dressing slutty it's about scaring children yep and uh i i really liked that a lot and she's great it should be both i think it should be about dressing slutty and scaring children like sexy nurse but with a axe to her head i think you can make that work whoa that is not a sexy nurse anymore. That's importantly <laughs> different for a sexy nurse now. I think it depends on your point. I think the, I think the, the the Venn diagram of sexy nurse and axe through head has like no overlap. Mm, there's enough for Craigslist. It won't. It depends if I'm wearing bifocals because the top half will be blurry if I'm too close, so I won't see the axe, but I'll totally see your boobs. Oh, so if it's not there, it can still be a turn on. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, when you don't not, see if there's so a sexy nurse with an axe through her head. If there's not an axe through her head, she's really hot. She's just a sexy nurse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you turn out the lights, Anagans. everyone's got no axe. No one's got an axe through their head, or everyone does. I guess that's true. <laughs> Some people I, uh... still have axe through their heads. All right, uh, Ezra, your minor compliment. Okay, so we did not get to see a lot of Coach Beast in any of these episodes, but I like her a lot. And for lunch, she had a whole roast chicken. <laughs> I don't know if she ate the whole thing or not, but like, I think I it's an economical did. way to, to. Yeah, I mean that's 
roast chickens are delicious, and it's an economical way, I think, to, to have food for several days. It's just eat the whole so, chicken. Get your protein on. Well, I mean... But I mean, it's pretty clear that she eats the whole chicken in one sitting. I mean... Yeah. While she's watching two fake knights joust. <laughs> With her bare hands. At, yes. Yeah. Yeah, she was at Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, this, she took. The, yeah, this was all like this was just takeout from from medieval times. Yeah, middle, medieval times. Shielding high. her plate from the flying horse poo. Yeah, yeah. Lots Leering at wenches. Oh, yeah. wenches! <laughs> wenches with axes through their heads. <laughs> no, still hot. Not still hot. Still, still hot. Down a lot of down. Yeah. <laughs> still mostly hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, you got to dribble of blood. Um. <laughs> all right, Amy. All right, Amy. It's your turn. Final compliment. Yes. Uh. Probably the uh, the most enjoyable moment for me from the season two finale is during the incredibly tense dramatic moment when Mr. Shu is uh, looking to see whether or not they placed on the big board of show choirs. And if you pay attention to the names of the show choirs, one of them is called the Waffle Toots. Ooh, and- yes. <laughs> I, also, I also liked the Portland Scale Blazers. That was funny. Exactly. And I just... I became enthralled with the idea of the Waffle Toots being like the house band of IHOP and like <laughs> my American themed pancakes and listening to them sing me Billy Joel songs. It would be an amazing thing for us all. I, bye bye, Miss American Pancake. <laughs> but they're the Waffle Toots. It would... Can't think of any other good waffle related songs. Here we go. It's, a waffle. It's much harder That's than probably it. Yeah. Oh, how about Waffle This Way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I like the theme from Waffle Texas yeah. Ranger. Yeah, or pour some <laughs> syrup on me. Thank you so much. That is it for our show. We will be back again next week, and we will be reading some work of classic fiction. I can't tell you which one yet because we have not decided officially, but it will be here waiting for you. If you have any feedback for us, uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weep. Amy, do you have a cat? Yes. I do not. I have a dog. You have a dog. Will you send us a picture of your dog? I will. His name is Leonard. Excellent. Well, if you go to facebook.com slash weep, you'll also see a picture of Amy's dog, Leonard, uh, <laughs> named after Leonard Cohen. Leonard Nimoy. Uh, You'll see the ears. Oh, good. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Check out Leonard Nimoy the dog on Facebook. Uh, Amy, do you have anything else you want to uh, promote for us? Do you have any uh, any work going on either on the web or in person in Brooklyn that people could come check out? I have absolutely nothing. All right. What is something of somebody else's that you enjoy that you would like to... Uh... My fiancé is doing a lot of work with a company called Rattlestick Playwrights Theater. They do amazing works of up-and-coming playwrights. And their next show stars Jesse Eisenberg and was also written by him. So people should go see that. Awesome. Jesse, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg, famous for being one of three people who look the same and are all famous right now. Yeah. Exactly. Andy Samberg and that technology man. Yep. So, yeah. That's, that's good. Technology man. <laughs> Awesome technology, man. Yeah. I'm really glad you're so clued into what's going on right now. <laughs> and I'm the one who doesn't pay attention to names. <laughs> Guys, we're, I mean, this whole thing of like you tapping on the computer and me speaking and you hearing me, it's freaking me out. Like. <laughs> <laughs> man, this is like a phone, but there's no phone here. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, one other thing, too. If we, while you get a chance, go to Facebook.com. And also, you should answer uh, this week's fan question. This week, what I would like to know is what show 
is set in a high school that most reminds you of what high school was actually like for you. What is the most high school believable show or movie? All right, that is it. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Chris and Ez. Yep. And thank you so much for joining us, Amy. We, we really appreciate it. It's quite a pleasure. It's my pleasure. Also, I want to send out a very uh, special thank you to Sarah Walsh, uh, guys, who is uh, so far our leading contender on the fan drive. Uh, Sarah has been killing it, and so this is her plug on the show. So thank you, Sarah, for being Thanks, so awesome. Sarah. Sarah's Yay. cool. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Stop, stop. Tap, 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 tap,